everyone, welcome to the Untold Stories podcast, where we unfold the events that led some of the modern successful entrepreneurs to reach prosperity. We want to thank you so much for tuning in, and if you want more content from us, you can follow us on our social media accounts at Startupogovgrad. So hello everyone, today I have Obina Tomova with me. She's one of the co-founders of Vendi Plus and she was named one of AOBG30 Game Changers. So thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you so much for the invitation, Sophie and uh, Team Startup. It's a great privilege and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, um, I, I want to tell our listeners that you were our first female guest as we've already discussed in our first returning guest yes. <laughs> yeah this is actually really great I, i feel very honored but yes there is a recording that will always be just for me and you <laughs> yeah so um i mean if we get famous and um <laughs> one day people want to hear it they can probably do it but like for right now you only get this version yeah <laughs> That's the unedited version. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, to start off, can you please tell our listeners what Vendi Plus is actually about? Well, in a, um, I guess in terms of values and what the brand really stands for, it's all about improving the level of sexual education among the Bulgarian society and especially the Bulgarian youth. Uh, it is also uh, what I believe to be all about comfort, accessibility, and education. Uh, what we do in practice is basically creating a comfortable and informed access to sanitary products related to sexual health, such as condoms, lady pads, tampons, and many more. And um, we offer them through our vending machines, which we position in key locations that are usually closer to people uh, uh, that are in their in their teenage years or young adults such as uh, uh, college campuses or uh, high school campuses and we really hope that by making the access to those products easier and um, faster and of course more more anonymous because you're doing it it's the whole buying process is just between you and a machine we hope that by doing by actually presenting this as an opportunity to people we'll be um, making them a little bit more willing to buy them and hopefully use them which uh, we hope to actually improve people's overall health because at the end of the day we're uh, we've also dedicated our online presence entirely to spreading awareness on topics related to sexual health you can go and follow us on our social media pages at vendi plus and uh yes go do is, it yeah go do it and this is pretty much what we do we, we're really focused on encouraging people to talk openly about uh sexual health and uh, feel less embarrassed when buying products that are related to sex Yeah, well, can I just say something? I really love how when you explain your idea, it's all about what you're doing for the people. Like, if you ask me to explain the idea, I would be like, yeah, vending machines with uh, sanitary stuff in them. But I just love how you're, like, saying things about the education and that, and how that's the main focus about it and how it's about improving people's lives. Yeah, I mean, that was the main goal from the start because when we were thinking about a business idea, of course... 
you know, the business part of it comes first, but we always thought that whatever we do in terms of business, in terms of our own thing, we want, we really wanted it to be something of a larger importance and that we can see that would affect people, especially people our age. So indeed it was very important from the very start that whatever we did, it was um, absolutely intertwined with a cause and something of some social meaning and importance. So yeah, it's it's indeed the core of our business, and we hope that um, we keep representing that whatever we do and whatever, however our business model changes. And um, can you tell our listeners how your entrepreneurial journey started? So you had the idea, and what happened after? Actually, things didn't really happen necessarily in that order. It, it, it wasn't the idea that came first. It was something a little bit different because uh, along with my teammates, Sofia Shirukanska, Simona Golubova, Veronika Yugova, Dimitrina Pashova, and Kristina Uzunova, shout out girls, uh, we all graduated our university back in May, 20, uh, May 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. And... Um, we all wanted to start something on our own and we had actually seen and followed the first season of the accelerator program that takes place in uh, our university in AUBG called Elevate. And we were really hyped about um, the whole program because it seemed to be such a interesting, such a creative, such a dynamic startup community that we really wanted to be a part of. And it, we, we just thought how great it would be if we applied with our own idea. And that would be like a perfect marriage between like being part of a great community once again after AUBG and also um, having our own idea, having our own thing, something that we are passionate about and doing it within that. So I think first came the, the, uh, the desire to be part of something like this. And the idea came a little bit later because once actually we heard that um, season two of the program was announced, we sat down With all, with all the girls and we started thinking about something that we wanted to do and something that really represented what we believe in and how we want to do business in Bulgaria and all of a sudden and, and we just you know that's the thing we started thinking about what we miss on the Bulgarian market as uh, customers and all of a sudden someone mentioned a business case that they were discussing in a business class about a condom machine in India and how it kind of changed Um, some buying, uh, change a little bit of the culture and the the way people consume those things and buy those things. And we start, and all of a sudden, each one of us actually remi- was remembered, was reminded that she had seen some something of the sort somewhere around the world, whether it will be on a work and travel program in the States or while visiting friends somewhere in Europe. We had all seen this type of machines and we thought, why not? Why not have it in Bulgaria when, in fact, it would change? It would change so much. It will make people feel less embarrassed about uh, about buying those things, and um, it will just make create such a easier access to it. So it was a no brainer when we actually uh, thought of the idea of how important it will actually be on the Bulgarian market. We also thought about it not just from the perspective of uh, of customers, but also as young women living in Bulgaria. We thought that such business would be a great conversation starter about why se- sexual health was still so stigmatized in our society to a point where we don't have sex at classes in school and rarely feel comfortable talking about sex with the people around us. So if our 
if we can say what we've achieved so far as a success, it only proves, you know, that um, people are actually in a need of something like that. At least they're in the need of a, a more co- informed conversation about sexual health and uh, sexual culture. So, yeah, it, it all started very, I guess, randomly, but so far so good. And uh, can you tell us how young people have perceived the idea so far? Young people? Yeah. Yes, um, young people have been actually very supportive of the idea. And, you know, when we started out, we were more prepared for negative feedback, for having some backlash coming from left and right, and especially from older generations. But so far, everyone has been very supportive. And when I say everyone from the youngest customers we've encountered to the to the oldest, everyone has actually been very uh, positive and very has been praising the idea and uh, telling us how it was high time someone did this and introduced this. So actually, everyone has been very responsive to the idea, and I'm really really happy to say this. But young people, of course, are a little bit more interactive with the whole process because it's, they understand that it's not just about buying the product, but it's also about you know following our uh, social media um sharing our story spreading the spreading the word and actually it is also because of young people that we rely a lot on uh word of mouth and people sh- talking about the machine and where they found it and what they got out of the whole process and it's great also when you hear stories about people telling uh, you know people tell coming to us and telling us how the machine saved their life in the middle of the night because uh <laughs> nothing was open and they needed something very specific and um yeah so i think young people have been really really great and um i really hope we uh, we spread our idea and, and we give uh vendi plus to young people all over bulgaria but uh, that's i hope that's in the near future <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's something so amazing because like sex education is lacking, like you said, in Bulgaria. So I really think you're doing us all a service by just starting this conversation. And that's mm-hmm. why I asked specifically for young people, because um young people are so much interested in this and there is so much shame surrounding the topic, I think, created by the older generations. So I just think it's so cool that you're young people and you're doing something for young people. I mean, yeah, I think that's what actually really drives us and motivates us is because we know who we are doing it for because we are also part of that demographic. And I think it's a lot easier uh, to solve problems when you are more familiar with them and you've experienced experienced them yourself Uh, because we all know what it's like to, to be a teenager and to be starting that part of your life and not necessarily being thought about it in school or even even at home a lot of people even at home feel i feel uh, a little bit embarrassed and uncomfortable talking about this with with their kids and with their even with their siblings so we believe that sexual health is something so natural and sex is also so natural and all those things will happen at some point in your life and it, it will be so much better if you're prepared for them and you have the right information and tools to deal with it so that you can fully enjoy the whole process or at least deal with it in the healthiest way possible oh um, i mean i've been following your social media presence and i like your posts you. so much and i've <laughs> recently seen that you've started posting like a little funny tiktoks yes uh, <laughs> one of your other founders yeah it's veronica veronica is our uh, main influencer and tiktok star yes shout out yeah 
So speaking of your co-founders, I wanted to ask you, how is working with your friends? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's actually really tricky. Um, and I have to say, I don't have the, the answer to it because so far uh, we've been able to very naturally kind of separate our business re relationship with our friendship and our personal relationship with one another i have no idea how that that has happened i have um, absolutely no advice to give in that area because really it's happened i think it's happened because every, each one of us feels very um very responsible for uh, this whole thing and we understand that this is something that we are all very passionate about and we want to really do it the right way and don't let any personal uh, you know, uh, altercations come, uh, you know, come in the way. But I feel like it is very, it, it is indeed very, don't get me wrong, it's not picture perfect. It's the communication is not always easy. And you always have to be a little bit careful uh, about how you present information and you and, um, not really try not make it sound like it's personal. And I think open communication is the best way to go about it. Whenever you're trying to correct someone or give them advice, especially, you know, what's actually very difficult. It's not just that we are friends, but we also peers. We are all very similar with uh, to one another. We are the same age. We have the same life and work experience. So taking advice and um, uh, guidance from someone your age and someone you know so well in your personal life can always seem like not very serious so it's very difficult to kind of um not take things personally but i think the key to, to it all is really be open about the things that you want to change in the work process the things you want to correct you want to improve and also try to have as many business meetings as you have friends meetings so that you can really have that balance because i think at some point we found ourselves talking ex entirely about business especially during the pandemic and our business actually started entirely online we didn't really have those personal meetings and it was really difficult to kind of catch up on a personal level but we were because we didn't have the time and every time we we talked to each other was because you know because of something business related so i think that we gradually learned that we really have to balance those two relationships by maintaining them and putting enough effort in both of them so i think it's really important to to give uh, as much time to your business as you give uh, to your friendship. But uh, there's also another thing that uh, I think it, there, it's a it's a common stereotype that women can't really work well together in a team. That uh, we're we would be apparently constantly competing for attention or control and stuff like that. But so far, I believe that it's been great working with my female teammates. Uh, and the reason why I feel is because although we are very different in terms of character, interests, behavior, we all seem to be very passionate about uh, what we do, and therefore we we understand that you have to be a little bit more patient with one another because everyone is learning as we go with this uh, project. And, you know, we are all very responsible about it. I think we're responsible to uh, an unhealthy degree because we are very perfection. We, you know, people joke about perfectionism and try to make it seem as if it's something annoying and stuff, but we are responsible to a point of, uh, of a breakdown. We want to do everything perfectly. And in that sense, I have to say, it's been great working with people I call friends. And uh, I guess it's also very 
it's great to, to work with people that you trust. That's another thing. I, I completely trust my, my teammates and the people I work with. I trust them with um, uh, every single responsibility that goes out to them, every single task that they get to do. And uh, I hope they, they trust me with the same. Oh, I mean, the business is obviously going. <laughs> so I think you yeah, right. trust so we must be doing something, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and has there ever been a moment when one of you was extremely discouraged about the idea and you had to persuade each other that it's actually a good thing and that you need to continue doing it? Actually, so far, not that I know of. I don't think anyone has ever openly said that, uh, oh, guys, this doesn't really make any sense for me anymore. I want to call it quits. I don't see myself in this in the future. I don't think anyone has openly said that, but I'm 100% sure people have thought about it and people have felt that way. But I guess the desire and the, the, the need to be in this in this uh, project and in this team was stronger than the desire to quit. But yeah, uh, nobody has ever openly come forward with such a statement. But as I said, I think everyone has felt it at least once. And I think there will still be moments when people wanna will want to quit. Um, because it is very difficult to communicate with as many people because we are a relatively big team for a startup, uh, especially such a young startup. And as you said, additional complications come from the fact that we are friends and that we've known each other for a long time. So it is very difficult to maintain good, good communication with everyone, to be always on point. And it, because it's something that I just as I said, we take so responsibly. It is very, sometimes Sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I'm pretty sure there will be, there have been moments when people wanted to quit and there will be many moments that people will want to quit, but I hope we don't get there. Well, I, I think, and by the way you're speaking about it and by the presentation that you gave out in AUBG, I, you can just see and feel the bond between all of you. Oh, thank you. That's actually really sweet. Yeah, it, it was so cool and it was really inspiring. And on the same note, because now that I am in Elevate and I just see the criticism. Congrats, by that, the way. Oh, that, thank you. I think it's a, a huge achievement that you even got in because uh, people don't really know how selective the process is. So. Well, I still don't know how selective the process is. Honestly, okay. I have no idea how many people are applying. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, I, I mean, had a slight I, I, idea about the success rate last year, um, but yeah, what it was. was it? Any, do you remember? Not really, but I do remember that my the impression I had was that it was quite tough to get into mm -hmm. the program. But trust me, it's a lot tougher to stay and to uh, <laughs> get through to demo day. So uh, good luck is all Thanks. I can say. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, because I mean, I've been two weeks in mm. and we've already received um, a lot of criticism about yeah. a lot of the things we do. You're going to keep getting it. Don't worry. It's <laughs> going to be there throughout the whole throughout the whole thing, even after. Yeah, but I think it's a good thing, honestly. Um, I mean, people who know more than you to tell you you're not doing things right and it's actually useful. 
I mean, that's the whole, the whole point of the mentorship sessions yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the semi classes that you're having because mm-hmm. you need the perspective of someone who's already been there because a lot of the mentors, whatever business that they're coming from, that's their that's not their first and that's not their only business. So they've been there and they've probably failed a couple of times and they've succeeded a lot of times. So I guess if you want to hear feedback, it's from someone like that and they're gonna keep mm-hmm. telling you about the mom test, for instance. I don't know if that came. Yeah. Yeah. came up of course it did yeah i mean it's a very like famous very <laughs> so it, many times yes it, it's very famous <laughs> but it's famous because it's kind of true if you rely on feedback only coming from people around you that don't really have the business knowledge and don't really know how things work of course you're going to be misled at some point so it's great to have that feedback and elevate does a great job in terms of inviting people from different business fields because indeed you need all of those perspectives and you need all of those points and it's interesting because when we were there we had mentors that really didn't get the idea i don't know how you're doing the whole session the whole session thing but there were sessions where we had like five minutes or 10 minutes with someone and we felt especially in the beginning it was difficult for us to you know to summarize everything within that time and on top of presenting the idea to actually ask questions about it and i feel like the the idea got lost somewhere along some conversations and presentations and mentors some mentors didn't really like it didn't really get it and that that can really drag it down but uh on the bright side there were a lot of mentors who actually understood the idea and were willing to give valuable feedback about how we can improve it so i know what you mean but i hope that you get as much positive as negative feedback you've already gotten and even if you get only negative feedback keep going that just because some people don't get it that doesn't mean there's no value to it Yeah, of course. And I was going to ask you, how is such a large group, how did you deal with criticism? Because I imagine, like, we're two people, like my team, (laughs) and and when we receive criticism, we're, like, the two opposites. One of us is like, well, yeah, I mean, it was nice to get the criticism, but I think this and this and this. And the other one is super pissed or not discouraged, but, like, super out there (laughs) after the criticism. So I wanted to ask you, how did you deal with those moments? I mean, I felt that way as well. I mean, I was more on the I'm angry about this side. I have a very personally have very interesting relationship with criticism because I do appreciate it when I understand it and I understand where it's coming from and I see how it can improve things. But whenever I hear a comment that I personally don't understand how will contribute or make things better, I feel like it's just unnecessary hate and it's just unnecessary negativism. But like, uh, to be honest with you, our team is the same. I mean, we're six people and like half of us were trying to take the criticism very lightly and constructively and understand how we can we can apply whatever we were told to our idea, make it better, be very mature and grown up about it. And the other half was really mature <laughs> about it and would just take it to some extent even personally. It would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, but you don't know it. You don't get it. Uh, this is this makes no sense. This was an absolutely unnecessary comment." Da 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 da. So yeah, and I think that's the great thing about being in a team because you get to balance those feelings out. And and the truth, I guess, is somewhere in between because I do agree that not every criticism is is actually needed or can make things better. But I also agree that criticism is such a great way to understand where maybe your weak points are and how we can improve them because at the end of the day you are going to introduce this idea to someone else outside of your circle outside of your environment and you want to make sure that 
you hear as many different perspectives of different people because so at the end of the day you can present them with the best idea possible that works for them as well but yeah our team is the same to this day actually it's not just it wasn't just within elevate i think uh, we deal we handle criticism the same way and thank god there's like people that actually balance it out because if we were all angry i don't think we would have done so uh, the things we did and if we all complied to the advice and criticism people were giving me giving us i don't think we would have gotten the version of vendi that we really wanted and were uh, passionate about so yeah the truth is somewhere in between. And do you have any advice uh, for people who want to do business with their immediate uh, friendship circle? Well, yeah, just because you're friends, that doesn't mean things will work out. Um, just because you're friends and you like each other and you understand each other and you vibe with each other, that doesn't mean that on a business level we can give the idea and each other as teammates what what is necessary. Because... Uh, when you're starting a business, you want yes, you do want to start it with people you trust and people you like, but you also want to start it with people that understand what they're doing and are good at things. Very, and you know, are at that point you cannot be really an expert, but at least you have an area that you're strong in, and that area will be necessary for your business to actually flourish and become better. And that's actually very important to know that the decisions that you make about your company before your company even exists on paper are just as important as the uh, decisions you're going to be making as the company will be functioning as a whole thing as a as a thing on its own so be very careful who you do business with and uh, uh we are a relatively big team for a startup which i think is as i as i mentioned is not very common within the startup community because it's usually happens between teams of two three up to four people 60 six people is actually quite a large team but if you but we've made sure that everyone actually contributes in their own way and comes with their knowledge and their skills to the team that are all necessary for Vendi to be what it is so if you want to start friend, uh, a, a business with your friends just make sure that they have also the business and practical skills and knowledge uh, to bring to the team as much as they bring all the good vibes the trust all the good things that come with um, spending more time with your friends so yeah be careful about that and how did your team come together well the the team was as i said we were a, a group of friends prior to elevate and being uh, a group of I guess colleagues. We've the the girls within the team have known each other from different places and for different time periods. For instance, uh, Sofia, I've known pretty much my whole life. We were friends. We've been friends since kindergarten. Then we we were sharing a desk in elementary school, and uh, we went to the same high school, and we ended up going to the same university without necessarily wanting to, or like coordinating those decisions it's just so so it happened and uh, she's been my best friend since forever obviously Christina for instance we met uh, Sofia and I met in um, uh, elementary school we were in the same class and we remained friends ever ever since uh, Simona and Veronica Veronica I've also known since elementary school then we went to high school together and also ended up going to college together without really co- coordinating those decisions and uh, Simone, I met in high school. Uh, pr- pretty much all of us kind of met in high school. And Ditka was the newest addition to the friend group that was actually as a result of going attending AUBG. So Ditka is our AUBG friend. 
So uh, that's how it pretty much, you know, that's how the team gradually formed as a friends group and being so close within AUBG. I feel like that's a very specific thing for AUBG culture that you spend just so t- so much time with the same people that you talk a lot about the things you want to do, how you want to do it. And the moment people really share your passion and interest for something, it's so easy to actually start it and start your own thing together. Um, so, yeah, it, it's happened really gradually and naturally. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how the trust that you're talking about has been built up because you've known each other for so long. I feel like there isn't anything that can be hidden. That's the thing. We know each other so well. We know what every look means, what every kind of deep breath means. We understand each other on a completely different level because we've spent so much time together. And, you know, that can be as as good because you can kind of understand where the conversation is going or how the other person is feeling that it can be just as you know negative to some point because you know when someone is doing something just to irritate you or annoy you or (laughs) just try to to get things there done their way or something like that so yeah it's um it's a double-edged sword indeed you're so lucky and i've thought the same thing about like my business partner it's actually a chance to find friendships like that that you can turn into business relationships and to have people that you can fully trust to do business with and i feel like a lot of people give advices oh find your perfect team but i feel like finding the perfect team is a lot about luck and not necessarily about searching for them well actually it's really great to have your friends on your team because Once you start doing business, you end up communicating with a lot of different people and you want to feel very comfortable um, with your teammates when when something has made you feel bad about yourself today or it has discouraged you from participating or doing uh, the task for today. For instance, especially during Elevate, whenever there was a mentor that didn't really get the idea, would act a little bit arrogantly or disrespectfully just to some extent uh it's always much better to have your teammates be your friends at that at that very moment because you can share that and you can comfort your each other and you can you know reassure each other that you're on the right track it's just the level of openness and um uh, the way we communicate so freely with one another that really saves saves us and saves Wendy at the end of the day well also, going beyond Vendi Plus, uh, because you are our guest and I want our listeners to know a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit more about, um, because I know you're studying uh, law, uh, yeah, yeah, besides yeah. having studied business and politics. Was it business and politics? Yeah, it was business and politics. Yeah. That, was, that, that, that were my majors in um, AUBG. But simultaneously, um, as I was attending AUBG, I also uh, was attending uh, law school in the other university here in Blagovgrad, uh, Neofitriuski. Southwest University of Ryuski. And um, it was an interesting, it was definitely an interesting experience to balance those two very different uh, environments, really. Um, Because AUBG is something very different for uh, Bulgaria and it's very different from your average Bulgarian university in terms of uh, social environment, in terms of academic environment, academic style. Um, but, uh, yes, I decided to do those things because I was actually passionate about all of them at one point. And I, and I felt like 
as I was growing up, I felt like I had to make compromises and uh, people were telling me that I have to make choices and I have to choose between different things. And I thought like, why, why trying to choose between different things when I can try and do both? And that is a very aspirational uh, way of thinking and attitude towards it. And I'm, it, it's great because I've actually always been a little bit more on the multitasking side of things. I've always liked to do more than one thing. And I really do actually hope that uh, as I grow older and I start working and become a professional, I'll also be able to do more than one thing at the same time. But yes, the two universities at the same time was a little bit overwhelming at times. But I have to say, I've, uh, right now I'm at the end of um, my law um, my law studies and my law, like hopefully I'll be getting my law degree soon. I'm only one state exam away from graduation. And uh, it's a great feeling. I think um, if you want, I guess this, the lesson from this story is that if you want to do everything, you can do everything. If you want to do more than one thing, you can do more than one thing. Just because other people are making choices and are making certain compromises, that doesn't mean that you should do them as well. You can do whatever you want, uh, regardless how difficult it may seem or how difficult difficult it really is. You can do it as long as you want to. I love this so much. I love this so much because it's such a young person thing to say. And it is indeed. <laughs> I was 18 when I made that decision. <laughs> so right now, it's, I guess it would be a little bit more difficult for me to, t to make the same decision. But I, I, I would like to still, still have that approach to everything in life. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I've been the same, like, if we were, like, in another setting and you were like, what do you want to do in 20 years? And I would be like, everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to have a couple of businesses. I want to write books. I want to, I mean, I don't know, have a plane company. <laughs> yeah, right? Because when we are kids, we want to be everything. We want to be everything at the same time. I remember when I was a kid, I had a, um, a stage where I wanted to be uh, I was really influenced by Indiana Jones and I wanted to be an archaeologist. But at the same time, I was really watching, uh, I was really hooked on anime and I thought I could be a cartoonist. I can uh, I can be a painter and I could be all those things. And I and I, I feel like as we're growing older, there is a pressure to kind of choose one thing, focus on that one thing and stick to it throughout your life. And I can't really imagine that. I can't really imagine doing only one repetitive thing throughout my entire professional life. I think that's such a waste of creative energy. I think that's such a waste of time you can, and potential You can because you can indeed do whatever you want in terms of professional life, especially if you come from a from the background that most AUBG people come from and a, a lot of people come from, where they do have, for instance, stability in their families and they can uh, have that, I guess, privilege to really be um, very liberal with their choices and they can experiment and take the time to to do everything they want to do and we also have such a striking example that this is true like i'm not his biggest fan but if we look at elon musk he's like going to space and doing electrical cars and before that he did paypal and his brother who i've recently discovered even existed <laughs> like he did paypal and now he's a farmer and he's also extremely modernist in his thinking and he's super rich and like they're just the example that you can do everything. Yeah, and I think I think it's not just about doing everything. It's also about how um, you can apply your create you can apply your creativity to many different things. And just because, for instance, you're known for being uh, a painter, that doesn't mean you cannot be a musician. That doesn't mean you cannot apply creativity to architecture or the different types of design. And I think there is a lot of creativity because 
we look at business positions sometimes, even financial positions or a little bit more te- on the technical side uh, of stuff, and you think that there's no creativity. I think that there's just as much creativity in that aspect and you can apply just as much creativity in it as you apply into creating a piece of art. So I think that uh, if... If anything, people like Elon Musk, although I'm also not his biggest fan, I, I think prove that if you have a vision and if you, if you have and if you are creative, you can apply that to so many different areas of your life. And I think that's I think that's beautiful. I think some of us are limiting ourselves in our energy and creativity to only one thing when in reality it's something that you can apply to everything. Yeah, do you have other passions like that we don't know about but you maybe want or even not want to do something professional with them. Oh man, I have so many I have so many passions as I told you. I'm a bit of a history buff. So if I get the chance to go on an archaeological expedition somewhere, I would I would love to do that. Um I I love that. I love history and I love exploring uh older spaces um where people used to live or uh seeing them seeing how now people live there. I think that's incredible. That's amazing. And aside from that, I I'm very pa- passionate about movies. I really love movies. I've loved movies ever since I was a kid. I had a, a, a TV set in my room and um, a, a video recorder with um, DVD and uh, VHS options of playing uh, either or. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to rent a lot of movies back back in the days when you used to rent DVDs and VHS cassettes. Yeah, I remember those times. Like today's kids could never. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever my parents would like uh, get off work and take me to um, a video rental, picking the movie was my favorite thing. So yeah, I think that has st- stuck with me throughout my life, and it's kind of evolved because while I was watching a lot of animated se- animated movies as a kid, I think that evolved to watching some really pieces of art type of movie. Uh, so yeah I think that's something that I would like to tap into at some point I don't know how uh, I don't know in what shape or form I would like to develop my interest for, uh, for movies but I definitely would like to ex- experience that too so there are a lot of things very different things that I want to do and also just my majors my business major my politics major and my law major uh, they're all very different but I would like to experience professionally each one of them you can imagine we are, I'm currently uh, using my business knowledge I'm using my business major with Vendi and what we're doing but I would also love to see how I use my politics major and my law major uh, within real life and re- within prof- my professional life because I can see how I can apply them and use them in real life as well so I would love to experience that as well so there are so many things I want to do I just I just hope I get to experience them well I think it's so inspiring that you're saying like that. And I think a lot of our listeners would be inspired as well to hear that, that they can do everything and that they they don't have to limit themselves and that you're an example of someone that is actually doing something physical, like doing a business and you are you still have this mindset. So you're obviously doing an adult thing, but like at the same time, you're like, yeah. I can still do everything. So is there someone who inspires you? Yes. I mean, uh, it's interesting because if you had asked me this question like a couple of years back or in high school, I would have, I know who I would have given as an example. And I don't think that example has aged well because of how things have turned out. Uh, but yeah, it would have definitely been someone a famous, a celebrity or a historical figure. But I think that today more than ever, I feel inspired by the people around me. I don't know, I feel my, that might 
sound like a cliche, but indeed it is my family and my friends that uh, I feel most inspired by because I get to see their struggles and, and battles and issues uh, from up close. And uh, their issues and problems are so much more relatable to me and who I am. And seeing them deal with the same problems that I have in my life and uh, seeing them triumph uh, in situations that I also find um, difficult is just such a great motivation for me to keep going and find just as creative and graceful ways of dealing with my problems as, as they do. So I think if the greatest inspiration are the people around me and I've been very fortunate to have some really some really great ones. And um would you say that you ha that you have a work personal life balance or I don't think intertwined. No, I have I I don't have that I don't have that. I'm very bad at it. I've never been really good at balancing uh work and uh work life and personal life. I am actually very prone unfortunately to letting my work life take over my entire day, my entire my entire time. And uh, my previous job actually was really demanding. And like a lot of jobs, I believe, because of home office and how things turn out to be, it was no longer an eight-hour work long day. Uh, it was an, a 12-hour uh, long day. So uh, it was really, I just felt how damaging that was to my social and personal life. And just overall, um, Like how damaging it was to let my my work take over so uh, to be honest with you I believe I haven't really found what works for me in that aspect and how I can balance those things but I do but one thing is that I actually understood the value of having time to, for your other activities and I urge people to not underestimate the importance of downtime because it can really make the biggest difference in your overall health and well-being so I wanted to ask you how did the pandemic and everything that happened during the pandemic changed you because as you said like vendipos happened during this time and i'm sure a lot of other things happened during this time as well like graduating how would you say you have changed for this like i think it's like an year and a half period it is uh, yeah it is i think it's more than maybe probably two years already uh that we've been living the way we have so i think that one of the best things that I got to um, that I got out of this whole situation is that it really made me uh, focus a little bit more in my uh, focus on my closer environment my closer circle of people and my my life here in in Blagovgrad it just made me a little bit more conscious of the things that were going on around me it just really helped me focus on them I think I was neglecting Uh, a lot of the even the small everyday stuff uh, that bothered me in my day everyday life because it was because when you're in university it's so easy to neglect them it's so easy to ignore small things because you're in university and you spend every day with your friends and you go to classes and AUBG is such a great environment to, to help you you know to keep to keep you busy really So it was very uh, difficult for me to to understand that I, when I graduated and when I spent so much time at home, that I had that time and how do I want to use it and what do I want to focus on? I think it just helped me channel my energy a little bit better and um, channel it to the things that are that actually at the end of the day really matter, which are the small things that you do every day, which are which is also 
the way you treat people around you, your family, really, your relationship with your family. I think that I think for a lot of people that has changed actually throughout the pandemic because we were a lot of us were actually forced to stay at home with our parents. And uh, I, I hope a lot of people were able to improve their relationship with their parents and their siblings and their grandparents. But yeah, the pandemic just really made me look a little bit more inside and a little bit closer to uh, closer around me. So I think that was a good thing. I think that was the best thing that I got out of that whole situation. Just really make me focused. Yeah, and I think it's so cool for our listeners to hear this because I feel like there is this culture of entrepreneurs oh, to be like I work, work, reading culture. books, yeah, yeah, meditating. Um, I don't know, not going out, not having friends. And I think it's so refreshing to hear from a young entrepreneur, you can have time for everything and actually your friends and family are more important. It, they are more important. And I think that um, the whole hustle, hustle culture has proven, or at least what I believe, or I believe at least to be a little bit toxic for a lot of people because it makes them focus on things that in the long term might not turn out to be very valuable or healthy or important or the things that really make you happy so i think it's important to focus on the thing and, and you know i think as an using the word entrepreneur is very weird to me to, to refer to myself as uh but if anything i hope that you people see that there's more more than one way of doing business there's more than one way of approaching your business idea and um and and making it work it's not just about getting up at 5 a.m doing your routine and starting starting hustling and working for 12 hours a day i think there's there is a good way to balance that and find find your way to do the whole thing and just because this worked for so many people or for that one person, that doesn't mean it has to work for you and for your business idea. Because I think that's why I think that is very important about businesses that as many pe- people they are, there are, there are just as many business ideas. So you cannot expect every business to be the same or to do the same or expect the same results or that the same things and approaches and, and methods will work for that business as the ones that work for another one. So it's, I think it's a great way and a, in a great success and on its own that you understand that and understand what works for your business and how and what works for you as a team and as an owner of a business we should frame this <laughs> we should um, start a new movement whatever works for you <laughs> that's, that's a great way to put it if you ask me i think the less limitations and and uh the less predicted the whole thing is the better well and i want to ask you a question that we ask everybody on our show since it is called the untold stories and it's about the entrepreneurial journeys that you just don't hear about i wanted to ask you what is your untold story wow that's a i guess that's a good question but since i'm a very new to i'm very new to the entrepreneurial world i have to say that my adult story i guess is the next story it's the next thing i do it's the story of whatever comes next the next project the next experience i think the, my untold story is just what whatever happens next is the story of that it's untold it's untold yeah yeah well i'm sure it will be great and i i am sure after this podcast everybody would be so excited to see what comes next for you because i know you have some things in store but they are still a secret so i'm not going to ask you about them (laughs) 
<laughs> so thank you thank you so much for being here it was such a pleasure talking to you and i i really hope that our listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as we did oh i, I hope so too i hope uh, it wasn't too chaotic i hope people can make sense out of it and just uh, at least have a good time if not necessarily learn anything just have a good time listening to this <laughs> yeah well i hope you come back i mean you you have new projects and after you've started doing them i would really love to talk about them as well yeah i would love to come and tell my untold story then i i, I really hope so I, and i hope there are many more untold stories to come so yes i do hope so and i do hope you get more female entrepreneurs and, and guests on the show i think that would be a great thing to have for the future for sure for sure i mean we we too are just the example of how determined and ambitious women can be So we'll have a lot more people to invite and just to create the whatever rocks your boat movement. Yeah, I do hope so. Because there are a lot of uh, uh, ambitious young Bulgarian women. Uh, so I think you have plenty to choose from. So yeah. I can't wait to hear <laughs> well, more of it. Yeah, well, thank you again for this conversation. And thank this you. is how we are going to leave our listeners. Bye, Bye. listeners. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode, make sure to share it and follow us on social media at Startup Vlograd for more awesome content.